Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world. Join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hello and welcome back to this episode of Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and today with me, I have Tori Boats. She is a one-to-one coach and strategic advisor for business owners who have the ambition to grow and value building a rich life that they enjoy along the way. Um, She teaches the Visionary Advantage System that we're going to learn a little bit about today. And what's vital to her clients' continued success is the ability to have a holistic view of their lives in business that pushes them beyond traditional business boundaries so that they can create a bigger impact for themselves and for the world. So with that said, Tori, welcome to the show. We are delighted to have you here today. Thank you. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you about um, about all this because you and I do virtually the same thing. We we do virtually yeah. the same thing, and I love hearing you know other people that are doing the same thing. What their what their angle is, what their perspective is, what their take is on this. But more specifically, why this is so important to you? Because I know for myself, I had to go through something so that my mess could be my mission, <laughs> right? So tell us what your mess was, so to speak. What did you have to go through that made you realize, you know, I've got to share this with the world because people are working too hard and not playing enough. Yes, um, that is quite a whirlwind. And it's it's interesting that you call it a mask because I often use that as um a metaphor to say that I was really running through my life with this mask on. And I was a, I think it was, it was my first business and I worked in the technology field. So we built um, systems for space and we did a lot of things for the federal government and intelligence. And it's really cool, fascinating work. And I was finding that I was trying to grow constantly And that's a good thing. When you're in business, you want to grow. You want your um, company to be successful. You want your own personal wealth to grow. And I was just on this, I guess people call it a hamster wheel. But I found that when people would ask me at networking events, I was at networking events probably three or four times a month. And I would see the same people. And we were, we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And they would ask me, how are you doing? Because my business was ginormous success. You know, we were making, you know, over a million dollars a month. We had eight figure growth in, it was recurring profitable revenue. So everything on paper looked really good. (laughs) And I felt like I had this mask where I had to tell them I'm fine. And, you know, my little feet were just going, going, going. And I have three young children and I'm growing a business at the same time, hiring people, managing staff. We had over 75 people in the company and I just faked it every single day that I went to work. 
And that was that mask that I had on where I'm always smiling. And I literally would get out of the car and put it on. I would step, it was almost like I was stepping into this role of somebody else and moving through my life that way. It was eventually devastating. Um, you know, I often say that there's this little money demon and, and I love money. There's nothing wrong with money. It's very important to be able to do anything in our lives. But when it makes the decisions for you and it's in the back of your head saying, well, only go that direction if it means more money, um, it begins to be that chasing it, you know, it was almost killing me. And that was a huge wake up call when I just couldn't feel happy. I, I, my kids would be playing. And I remember I was sitting on our swing set and um, my kids were laughing and they were all young. They're probably all in preschool at this time. So it was quite a while ago. And I so desperately wanted to be able to feel the joy that I heard. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be part of that. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there was this thick glass standing in between me on this swing, mm-hmm. just kind of depressed there and not able to even sit up straight. And I, I just couldn't reach through that glass. It was like a barrier. And, you know, that was one of the wake up calls that something had to change. Yeah. And I mean, I, have, I, you know, my story is very similar. I was at a restaurant and I looked into the window of the restaurant and my family was enjoying themselves and laughing and et cetera, but I wasn't in it. I was watching it like a train go by, you know, and I, and so I get that, you know, and just trying to reach out, um, you know, to, to achieve that success. And I think that this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs do, you know, um, great widget makers, and then, <laughs> want to own a widget making company and what they do they what they do is they fall into the trap of being that same practitioner now working more hours and not having a consistent paycheck so they might be better off going back to work right and and so what you and I do is help them realize that, that they can you know I always say create a life um, a work life that makes life work right so that yeah. you yeah so that you have an ability to have a beautiful life at the same time. So I certainly can understand that. And I, that cheerleader syndrome, right. Of, of just always being the cheerleader, always being positive, always being high, you know, everything's fine, everything's fine. And then, you know, it's like a duck underneath the water, you know, that everything's just falling apart and we're barely floating, you know, barely floating. And what a lot of people don't know is that, that birds can drown because all they do is they learn how to float. They don't learn how to <laughs> swim so they can drown. I did not know that. Yeah. And so for <laughs> us, we're, we could be drowning, you know, or on the verge of drowning just because we're going crazy. You know, we look like we're floating. Um, so, okay. So let's talk about um, some of these, you know, and it, what you're talking about, your visionary advantage. Um, cause you, you speak to that, uh, you know, so there's a mechanism behind that. And I, I think I see some pieces of it, but if you have, um, a comment here about winning the game of business, so I don't know if it's the same thing or not, but maybe we'll explore that. So tell us a little bit about what exactly you do to, uh, help businesses and who that person is that's reaching out. What is the person saying? because this is, or thinking, you know, some side comments that they might be making at a networking event or to themselves when they wake up in the morning, when they go to bed at night, right? Uh, that that makes them 
really be working in a place of scarcity and not abundance. And they're about ready to break through that ceiling into abundance. What is What are they saying to themselves? And then tell us a little bit about the advantage. Um, the you hit on uh, a really important concept, which is the scarcity versus abundance. And at the time when I really needed a change, I didn't understand that language. Mm-hmm. And I find that a lot of my clients are hearing the words empathy and compassion and not really understanding what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, we can all look up a definition, but how do you actually embody that? How does it show up in your life? And what they often forget is how to have compassion for themselves mm-hmm. because they're fine. Their life is going fine. Everything's fine. And what they're saying is, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I'm miserable. Um, and it's that they're not happy at their work. So I found myself, um, not wanting to get up out of bed, but not just on Monday morning, I was dreading every day, every day. And yeah. And I find that sometimes my clients aren't quite there. You know, that's a pretty Mm -hmm. extreme place to be They're, Like you said, they are practitioners running businesses, wishing, gosh, you know, we're at this, this point we're successful, but I'm being split in a million pieces. I don't know where to put my focus. I don't know where to put my attention. Everything's a priority. Mm-hmm. And when you're growing a business, you have organic growth of your current clients. Then you've got to network and to market. And marketing isn't always as cut and dry as engineering. And then you have um, all the people that are your current customers that you need to make happy, your clients, uh, it's your customer service mm-hmm. piece. Yeah. But you also have the product and you're delivering a product, but you're needing to do bug fixes if you're in technology. Um, some of my folks are interior designers and you know their product delivery is their design aesthetic into the clients, you know, into their, their home or their facility. Mm-hmm. And then you've got new products that you have to develop. So you're all of a sudden juggling all of these balls and they're all important because they all help you grow. And so they find themselves not knowing how to focus, prioritize, and split their time. They can't even grow their team. They're so busy. Right. And I find that the differentiator for my clients that, that really enjoy working with me most are asking themselves, I just want my business to mean something you know, what's the meaning underneath my business? What's going to help me get up in the morning and go? Um, it's almost like, yes, you're in business to make money, but I wish I had a story to tell. Mm-hmm. I want a story to tell my investors so that they want to invest in my company. I want a story to tell to my employees so I can attract candidates to my business. Where is the top mm-hmm. talent? Why aren't they coming to my company mm-hmm. and working with me? Mm-hmm. And you know, I remember giving an all hands meeting to my employees and before I would step up on stage, I'd have to hype myself up. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I didn't love the people I worked with and I didn't, I loved the work I did. I loved the outcome we produced, but I had to talk myself into being uber excited and hyped up because I thought that was the way to get my employees hyped up to right. want to help me grow the business. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so fake. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients either feel the pressure of having to perform or having to figure out, 
I don't know how to affect culture. It, isn't it from the got, bottom up? And no, it, it isn't. It really does oh, start leadership. with you. Yeah. <laughs> start with you. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, going back to scarcity versus abundance, um, you know, in my own, my own place, you know, people would say, how are you just like they did with you? And you're like, oh, I'm fine. Because you don't want them to think that you have a weakness. Yes. Right. Absolutely. That's really what we're masking is a weakness. So we're like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. And I realized um, you used a couple of different words, but, you know, vulnerability is a word that, that I use, you know, quite a bit is to be vulnerable to be authentic um, and say, you know what, I'm not fine. I'm I'm struggling to find um, a production partner. I am struggling to figure out or make a decision on who I'm going to use for social media. And I realized that once I started allowing that to come through, and for me, it wasn't a mask. It was a, it was an armor, mm-hmm. right? And I was poking mm-hmm. holes in my armor. I was afraid to take my shell off completely. But so I was poking holes in and letting a little bit shine through. But as that light shines through, people are attracted to it. That's how people get attracted. They go, oh, there's a light, right? And they're attracted <laughs> to the light. And um, and so I started going, oh, well, I need to tell everybody all my flaws. You know, yeah, I'm really struggling with this. And, and you know, I screwed up on stage there. And, you know, I lost a client. And, you know, I got a client. But I started sharing all of that. And all of a sudden, I became this this light beacon and people started, you know, coming to me and saying, well, how'd you do it? How are you doing it? How are you getting it done? And now I was able to share that with people. And, and so I'm sharing that as another example of what you're, you're saying is that we have to open up to people and, you know, and we are business owners. So we have, we know, we know about no like, and trust. We know what people do, yeah. what people do, right. We know what they do. We like them. We hope, right. And the reason that we don't have business is because there's a lack of trust and trust only comes through knowing who they are, not just what they do, not their title job, you know, that job title, but just knowing um, who they are and what they, you know, who they are as as opposed to what they do. And, um, you know, I think that that's very powerful that you're bringing this up that, that, you know, we have to be more open to getting help. And Warren Buffett says it too, you know, and so does Dr. Greg Reed, you know, surround yourself with people, you know, that can handle your weaknesses. Um, Ooh, I love that. You know, and that's, yeah. and that's exactly what it is. And that's how you build that team. So, okay. So you, you know, sharing, sharing a little bit about, you know, what you're doing and how you're helping people, what they might be looking at is, you know, how do I, I oh, I'm just refreshing. Maybe they have a lid on their business. Maybe they have a lid on their mindset, right? Is that, is yeah. this what it's going to be every day, day in time to make the donuts, right? Every day, every year, is this what's going to be? Isn't there more out there? So I know is this- Isn't there more out there? Yeah. Yeah. And so this leads into vision because vision is inspiration and it gets, it's what gets us up in the morning. So share with us about that aspect of what you bring to people so that they can snap out of it and break through. Right. You had mentioned earlier, you know, what is this visionary advantage? And, you know, winning at work is, there's like a, an acronym underneath it. It's called iGrow. And it's really that, that is the 360 degree view. And it's not so much about the framework as it is about the elements that you put in it. And when you can start with vision, I find that when people look to help others, 
either grow their business or expand into a new market or whatever they're trying to do to grow or scale, that they start with the business itself. What's the business vision and mission? And they forget that in order to have that, that's really, truly motivating and meaningful, you have to go back further. It, it's like that genesis or that seed of the idea has to start internally. I remember looking externally when I was trying to figure out what's the next problem for me to solve. I was looking everywhere. I, I like to say that Chip and Dale broke me. <laughs> and I was sitting in gymnastics in the parent room where yeah. I was watching my toddlers at the time take gymnastics. And I was at this point where I was looking for that next problem to solve. I was trying to figure out what is the meaning behind my business? What's the story I can tell? What's going to motivate other people? And what's going to give me the idea for what's next? Yeah. And I was looking at Chip and Dale because they were these little characters on the ceiling in the parent room. Right. And I was looking everywhere for what is the problem I'm going to solve, even at Chip and Dale going, there's got to be a problem in this room. And I kept coming back to these stupid little critters staring at me. <laughs> and it was very painful. You know, I, I was, I didn't know the word anxiety at the time, but I was mm -hmm. just like constricted, almost like someone was sitting on my chest and wringing it out, um, struggling to find this next chapter. And what I learned was the answer isn't external. The answer is internal. Absolutely. And that's where the vision comes from. It starts personal. What am I trying to change? And sometimes even that is a really difficult thing to, to come up with. Um, I was already changing the world. I was already contributing. My company was contributing. And I couldn't get behind that anymore. So it had to be something personal for me first. And I found that starting with a feeling, which mm -hmm. was completely foreign to me at the time. And that's where personal growth really has a play. You mentioned right. vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you have a weakness that you're aware of, the last thing you want to do is admit it because everyone around you is like sharks in the water. You know, they're, they're going to take my business. They're going to compete against me. We and think it can be that. very much. We like think that. that. Yeah. We think that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, but when you can open yourself up and start to explore, mm -hmm. what do I really want? And it, that's the life piece. It's not the money that you want. It's the money. It's the happiness that money and experiences can buy you. Absolutely. So, and, and that money and, and experiences yeah. can give to the world too. You know, Grant, Grant Cardone says uh, that people quit on money. You know, they, they have these goals and these dreams, like what, you know, if this happens, when that happens, you know, once I do this, you know, the one size um, or the yeah, buts, right. All of those things. And he says that they quit, you know, and I believe this, it, we quit on money. You know, when someone says, you know, Hey, I want to make a million dollars and they make a million dollars and they're like, okay, I did my stuff. But the thing yeah. is, if you know how to make a million dollars, you can make six and seven and $8 million. Absolutely. And, right. And $10 million, you can, you can duplicate that, but we quit on it and say, this is enough for me. Rather than saying, well, now that I know how to do it, let me do this so that I can impact others. And whether it's philanthropy or whether it's starting another business, increasing, you know, letting other people grow within your company and increasing their salaries, whatever it is, we tend to quit on business. And that that's exactly what you're saying there is just, you know, that I get what I want and then I, and then I quit. You know, 
if you're waiting until retirement or until you get there to be happy, to yeah. finally let yourself be happy, then you're not going to recognize it when you get there. Happiness is not something that's a prize in the bottom of some box. Like you're yeah. digging through the Cracker Jack box looking for the prize or the cereal box. It's something you cultivate along the way. You have to feel happy in the moment yeah. as you're going through the process. And, you know, sometimes growing your business isn't fun. It's hard work. And there's nothing wrong with hard work. But when you're sacrificing everything in your life, thinking that I just need this one thing and then I'll finally be happy and then I'll finally be there you're going to continuously be chasing that carrot. You know, that's kind of the trick. The hedonic treadmill keeps going. The, your brain wants the dopamine from all the check marks it can make on your to-do list. So you're going to keep manufacturing things to chase because you yeah. don't know how to feel happy. In the yeah. Moment. And never, yeah. And never reach your, you know, true potential or your true dreams. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So you mentioned um, there's a acronym that you have. What it, What is your acronym? You said it's, um, I grow. Okay. Um, it starts with igniting your impact, which mm -hmm. is finding what is the impact I'm here to make. What am okay. I meant to be doing? Right. Um, then we move into the strategy of your business. Mm -hmm. So the G is goal in the mm -hmm. right direction versus right. going in the right direction. Um, <laughs> you really need that beacon. Um, the beacon or the thing that's moving you is help guiding you in the direction you need to go versus the little money demon. Yes. Um, yeah. the R is, uh, revolutionizing your role and the rules that you play by. So I find that the relationships you keep all swim within that lane of who am I, what am I meant to be doing? What should a CEO be doing? Right. I don't really know what, the, what is the work of a CEO. Um, how do I embody that leadership aspect? So that's the revolutionized piece. Then you're oper um, um, optimizing your operations and your opportunities. I find that if you're growing for growth's sake and you're chasing everything, it's called spray and pray. If yeah. you're just going after anything that moves, mm -hmm. yeah. you're going to yeah. exhaust yourself. You're going to exhaust your team. You. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's going to have the energy to do anything more. And if you're saying, I really want to grow, but how can I possibly put more on my plate? I'm so busy already. It's time to take a step back and to really look at what's going on. And, mm -hmm. and that's where we look at op optimizing your company, your team, your structure, but also your own time management. So right. there's a lot of tactical pieces that go in there. And then the W you know, it really, it's a circle. So it starts at W and it ends at W because first we have to feel worthy. Right. And then we have to win at wealth. Mm -hmm. So when you can really understand your value mm -hmm. and infuse it into the business that you create, infuse it into the environment that you work best, that your genius comes alive, that you can bring the team together and really have them performing because they're also achieving their own personal and professional vision yeah. together with yours. Whoa. Talk about synergy. You're yeah. no longer having to hype them up. They're coming to you with answers and ideas. And it's just a beautiful thing when that system can start to really work and yeah, it becomes it, a spiral up. Right. And it's a, um, a situation where they move from uh, you enabling them and having to be attached to every decision, every motion that happens in your business 
to empowering them to make decisions on your behalf so that you don't have to be there for everything that happens in your business. And I, I think that that's, you know, really critical. You know, Bill Walsh, he's a great businessman, one of the best businessmen, um, co business coaches, you know, like business coaches. He doesn't do mindset. He's like, you know, go, go talk to somebody else. I do business. Um, one of the best business coaches around and he says, you know, that motivation is external. Like you were saying, you know, it, it's a cycle too, by the way, of, Hey, I yeah. need to get motivated. So let me go to a conference. And then I get real excited and I try to put things into place and then they don't pan out. So then I need to get motivated again, right? I get deflated. Now I have to get motivated again. Whereas inspiration becomes something that, you know, as a visionary, that's what, what helps you when you have the vision of what it is you want in your life, that becomes your inspiration every day. And you don't need that motivation from other people. And this is exactly what you're saying is, you know, it's, it's an inside job. I've said it before inspiration, you know, you said it inspiration is that inside job. And it's the thing that helps you get up every single morning. So if you're not getting up like that, if you're going, Oh, I have to get up and I always say time to make the donuts from the old commercial, right? It's just time to make yep. the donuts. Then you're working on mo motivation and not inspiration. And, and there has to be some work done, you know, to find out why am I doing all this? What is it that why I'm am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're having trouble, if you're having trouble answering that question, do not go down the rabbit hole of what's my purpose. Yeah. It's yeah. A philosophical question. It's not meant to be answered. I fell into that hole. So and nobody can answer it, but nobody can answer it. We're like, we don't know, it changes. Yeah, especially because I use the word why, but, but there is a why behind it. But I, I know what you're saying because people say all the time and Simon Sinek says, you know, find your why. And people are like, I don't, I don't know how to find my Talk why. Talk about a spiral. Talk about yeah, a really, a death trap um, is the finding your why. And it's crazy. Not, if you don't know where to look or how to look for it. Right. You know, I had a, a gentleman come to me and he said, um, all right, Tori, I have an idea. My patent's almost done. I want to create a $5 billion business and I want to do it in five years. Can you help me? Yes, absolutely. I can help you. What do you need? What is the first thing you need? What was he searching for? He was searching for vision. Yeah. He said, I, I have a board of directors. I have my leadership team. I have my initial investors. I have other investors and prospects that I want. He's trying to land um, some deals with, you know, Fortune 500 companies to invest in his product because it's a piece that can go in their products, mm -hmm. which is a beautiful model. He goes, but nobody on my team has a vision. I'm like, well, do you not believe that you're the visionary? No, I, I can't be a visionary. I'm just yeah, the you're tech the one guy. to share your vision with them. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, I find that a lot of owners that go into business, they don't they don't know how to be a visionary. They think it's a personality type, but it's really something that you have inside that you can learn. It's a learnable skill. And he was able to find his own vision. And we worked together to figure out what is that, what is that change that you want to make for yourself? What's motivating this $5 billion business? Is that the right size? Um, does it make sense for the way you want to live, the way you want to lead, the team you want to manage? Um, he had the credentials to be able to do that. And, you know, we were building that. We were building that why piece by piece. It's a layer. And it doesn't take long. But if you don't believe in the possibility of your own ability to be extraordinary, it's just on paper. I want to become a $5 billion company. It's, it's really 
feelingless. It's, it's um, very stagnant. Yeah. And it doesn't have, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. It has limitations on it. And, you so know, I, I mean, I used to do that when I remember when I was first, you know, in, in business, I was, you know, 19, <laughs> 19. Yeah. But when I first started, and that was just a job job. But when I, when I started doing sales and stuff, you know, my manager would say, Hey, I need your business plan. And I literally would type on a piece of paper. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars this year and hand it to him and he would take it. And that would be my plan, you know, and oh, no guidance. It written, <laughs> let it be written, let it be done. And of course it wasn't done. So then I, I heard from someone, well, no, you have to tell people about it. You have to put it out in the universe. You have to tell people, of course, nobody said put it out in the universe. You just have to tell people about it. So yeah. the next year I still wrote it. I want to make a hundred thousand dollars. And then I told some people and I thought, well, let it be written, let it be said, let it be done. And it still didn't happen. Right. And it took me a long time to figure out all the aspects that I have to do in order to determine or to reach number one for me at that point to reach a hundred thousand dollars, but to also assess why, why was it a hundred thousand dollars? Why was it because somebody else said a hundred thousand? Um, exactly. The right size. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if you remember way back, you know, if, if you had a Mont Blanc pen, you had arrived. Oh yeah. My Remember? parents. And so I was like, Oh, I got to get a pen. That was my goal. Yeah, I right? had a little orange one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then when I got it, I was like, well, this is stupid. You got to replace all the, the ink and all this stuff. It's heavy. <laughs> right. It's heavy. It's bulky. It's not pretty. You know, it's just looks like every other Mont Blanc. And, and then I realized that that vision was everybody else's vision. It wasn't my vision. So it was the hundred thousand. So it, I think even nowadays when people talk about a million dollars, I think that's just somebody else's vision. You know, yeah. what you have to do is have your vision. And if you think about Mother Teresa and Oprah, um, you know, even um, Simon Sinek or, or um, oh gosh, what's his name? Elon Musk. They're visionaries because people follow them. They follow them because their passion guides them and nothing steers them clear of where they're wanting to go. And we have to be just like that. So I love that you're talking about vision with people. That that's where it all starts. Is where do you want this train to go? We all the semantics are easy. It's yeah. where do you want to go? Yeah, I think that's beautiful. So you um, you have a gift for my listeners. Um, so tell us a little bit about the gift. We'll have the link in the in the show notes here. But tell us a little a little bit about the gift. Sure. Well, I find people, um, when you're listening to a podcast, how do I get, what do I do to take it further? How do I get in touch with the guest? So thank you for allowing me to share. Um, there's three ways your audience can connect with me and you can find each of them at toribooks.com. Um, so the first way you should definitely check out is my audio content. You're here listening to a podcast. I have a podcast. There's tons of free content there. It's uh, the Scale Right Revolution you can head on over to toryboats.com slash podcast, and you can even become a super fan of the show. Yeah. Um, the second way is if you're thinking you'd like to chat about one-on-one -on -one support or book me to speak, I've streamlined that on my contact page, also at toryboats.com. And then the third way is one of my favorite things. So while you're listening today, if this is resonating in any way, I invite you to grab this special resource. Mm -hmm. It's to help you find your own visionary advantage so for every client that I work with, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or VIP day or an extended engagement, we use the Visionary Advantage system as the foundation. And right. you can step right into using that system 
system for yourself. It's a free gift. It's a starter pack to create your own visionary advantage. And inside you'll find a new way of thinking about how to scale your business so you can continue to run at the highest level without missing out on life. That's the most important part. It's simple steps you can take immediate action on. There's even some fascinating journal prompts if you're into journaling. And if you have any questions, you can always email me. So you can get that starter pack by visiting toryboats.com slash advantage, and you'll find my podcast, community connection, social links, and upcoming events all at toryboats.com. Awesome. And there's also um, Tory Boats, and we want to be talking about this as well. There's uh, toryboats.com forward slash success to significance. You definitely want to go yep. to um, to that as well. And I don't know what you have going on there, but um, but I know that you that's the special link that you provided me. So um, yes, <laughs> right. So we'll make sure that oh, we yes. that we yeah we put that link in there, and you can probably get access to everything too. And we'll we'll put that in there. You can get um, everything at. It's just go to success, success to significance. And I've got all the links there. It's a special welcome that I created just for the podcast today. So absolutely. There's a free gift there, which is the advantage that you can create for yourself. Awesome. I love it. And um, so Tori, I always ask everybody, this is the only thing I ask everybody pretty much the same. Well, I don't know. It's sometimes it's different. I, sometimes I say, what book are you reading right now? Uh, what's your one word for next year? What quote would you like to leave us? Or is there anything else you would like to leave us? Any one of those is fine. Goodness. One of my favorite quotes is, um, there are extraordinary possibilities in ordinary people. Mm. I yeah. love the word possibility. Yes, yeah. possibility becomes probability becomes extraordinary. And, you know, when you think about extraordinary, it's really just a little extra than ordinary. And I find that that really brings that word into something you can achieve, something that's possible because it's just a little extra. What can you do? Just a little extra. And the work that you do helping folks to scale and to live beyond their business and the work that I do helping them scale and really connect with that vision and connect with just the meaning and the feeling of joy as they grow their business is, is significant in itself. So I'll leave them with extraordinary. I love that. Yeah, I think that that is uh, fantastic. So thank you again. And, you know, for those of you that are listening, um, you know, grab, grab the information that we have in the, in the notes and the show notes, make sure that you have that opportunity to look through it and then reach out to Tori. If there's, you know, a need that you have, or you want her to speak at one of your events and you're located in Colorado. Yes. Um, I'm in Maryland. In Maryland. I don't know why I thought Colorado. Well, we were talking about other states before. Yes, I guess. We were I all over the globe. Just, you're just over the bridge from me. You're, you're across the Potomac Ocean from me. Yes. <laughs> Which is so funny because here in Maryland, D.C. and Virginia, it's called the DMV, like sort of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, right? The DFW. Yeah. Um, we're the DMV. And, uh, you know, going across that Potomac Ocean is like an ocean. It's just, oh my a, goodness. but ever, nobody passes over yeah. it. It's well, a yeah. ton of people do every day because the traffic's horrible, but not me. <laughs> yeah. I used to drive, um, 
when I had some client calls down in Northern Virginia, I would have to cross the Potomac and uh-huh. I'd have to plan a three hour journey right, <laughs> to go right. 20 miles. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how it is here. I love it. Well, again, Tori, thank you so much for being with me today. I really, really appreciate it. And I look forward to being um, part of your podcast, which you know we're working on as well. And um, so we'll do a little pod swap going on, but, uh, and so I'll, we'll share those notes later on. We'll go back in and make some adjustments so people can listen on that side too. But I thank you so much for uh, being here, for doing what you're doing. It's a pleasure to, you know, get to meet you and, and know you a little bit better. We're both in a, in a great network called the Dames and uh, I look forward to seeing you again soon. That'd be awesome. Thank you, Jen, Lady Jen, so much. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much for watching and listening to us. Please be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And there's all kinds of, yeah, that's right. She's doing it. I'm about ready to do this too. We're both, you know, pointing our fingers down. Uh, down all kinds of and, and great resources available to uh, for you down, down below, as well as how to get in touch with Tori. So with that, we'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.